Welcome to the Zen for Everyday Life podcast, episode number four. All right, welcome to episode number four of the Zen for Everyday Life podcast. I am Matt Valentine, and today we're going to be talking about nightly rituals and a a nightly routine. And this is something that I have been a early riser for quite a while now. It's been somewhere around... Uh, somewhere around six years or so uh, that I've been an early riser. And I have been practicing mindfulness and meditation for a very long time as well. And neither of those things, uh, between both of those things, um, it never really, I never really considered the importance of a nightly routine. It's uh, a nightly routine can be very beneficial for both of those things, both for becoming and and staying an early riser, being an early riser. And it can be a moment, it can be an opportunity to really enhance and nourish your mindfulness and your meditation practice. So today is all about how to design a nightly ritual or a nightly routine that nourishes as well as rests the mind and body. So let's get into it. A nightly routine. Before we get into the five steps, which uh, this this episode is going to be split up between the five major steps, I believe, that encompass a nourishing, restful, and overall, uh, you know, quote-unquote, effective nightly routine, or a set of nightly rituals, I wanted to talk really quickly about the, uh, the importance of it and the major reasons why it's important. So there's really four major reasons that I wanted to cover before we get into the five steps. And that is that number one, you not only make it easy or easier to rise early by establishing a really solid and consistent uh, nightly nightly routine. And so this is obviously, especially if you're interested in, in rising early, this can be a really big boost in uh, improving your consistency to do so. And number two, it improves the quality of your sleep. I think this is the most obvious one. Uh, I get requests a lot for for improving the quality of, of one's sleep. And while it doesn't necessarily directly have to do with mindfulness or meditation practice or any sort of spiritual practice or anything like that, it's an integral part of all of our lives. And if you're not getting quality sleep, that can really affect you in a lot of very big ways. Uh, obviously, especially those of you who are going through that and would know that more than others. Uh, but that's, that's a really big deal. Uh, and when I was growing up, it actually took me on average from the time that as early as I can remember as a child, it would take me on average an hour to an hour and a half to fall asleep. And that was just how it was. I was just so used to that, that that was just, that was me. That was how I was. So it took me a lot to go to sleep and I was a night owl as well. 
So I kind of was always messing with that natural pattern, with that natural sleep schedule that we have, which is most conducive to, to good sleep and to really a healthy, alert mind. So I'm definitely no stranger to, uh, you know, not the, the healthiest sleep schedule and not the, uh, the greatest quality of sleep. Uh, that was particularly growing up after a while. That sort of wore off. Oddly enough, that wore off most significantly uh, when I began practicing uh, meditation, which you know, I'm not going to say one thing or the other and attribute it to that, but it definitely coincided with that. So I, I, I definitely believe that it, it had something to do uh, to do with that, with meditation's ability to calm my mind. And that was a big thing. My mind was always really, it was overly, whatever you would call overly active uh, growing up. And meditation and mindfulness allowed me to finally start to calm my mind. And I think that that had the biggest part, uh, the biggest thing to do with it. And I think a lot of us that have trouble sleeping, it's that. It's that our minds are so active. We have, we have certain worries and certain stresses and certain anxieties. And we just, no matter how hard we try, we just can't get them out of our heads. Or rather, not so much how hard we try, more so that they're so engrossing, that they just they overwhelm us so much that we just feel like there's nothing that we can do. I think a lot of us don't even really try all that hard because they're just so overwhelming. We feel like we're just backed into a corner and that there's nothing that we can do, uh, which is absolutely not true. But so improving the quality of your sleep, that's really big. If that is a problem that you're having, then this episode will be highly beneficial for you. Number three, uh, you give much needed rest to the mind. And that's, uh, we essentially already covered that. That's directly connected to improving the quality of your sleep. Uh, but it, it extends off into the entire rest of your life. As you're going about your day, if you give your mind a time to rest, then you know all the other benefits aside, if you have certain stresses and anxieties and, and certain things that that you're just constantly worrying about, if at some point in your day, whenever it is, if it's just some point in your day, this is part of the, the great benefit of meditation, particularly for stress and anxiety, if at any point in your day, you at least exercise the ability to rest your mind or to calm your mind or to quiet your mind as much as possible, then it has a huge effect on the rest of your life. So that's number three. And number four, it gives you the ability to nourish your daily meditation and mindfulness practice. And what this means is this moment, these, you know, usually this is about the the, the one hour right before you go to bed. When I say nightly routine, I usually mean right around the hour before uh, you go to bed, depending on how elaborate you want this routine to be. It could be less or it could be more. But this is an incredible opportunity to nourish your mindfulness and your meditation practice, to have some sort of practice in here that you add on top of your already once a day, let's say morning meditation practice, or you know, on top of your daily mindfulness practice, whatever it is you do. This is a really incredible opportunity. Uh, doing this right before bed helps really emphasize and solidify a strong daily practice. So there's a lot of great benefits to this not just improving the quality of your sleep. So I'm really excited to get into these these steps. I think that you guys are going to find a lot of value in them. So before I get into the five steps, I also wanted to really quickly cover just some basic overarching tips 
for improving the quality of your sleep because this topic so closely mirrors uh, working on improving the quality of your sleep. Because I know a lot of people will listen to this episode because they're interested in that, I wanted to give uh, some overarching tips. Now, some of these tips, the the five steps that I'm going to cover, they they take care of these these tips. But I wanted to go over each one of these overarching tips so you guys uh, guys could hear them and, and uh, uh, take them in. Some of them don't have any, the steps don't cover them at all. So there's some that are just totally outside of that. So tips for improving the quality of your sleep. Now, there are four major ones that I put down here. I'm sure there's all kinds of other ones that you might know of and that you can look up. But these are really the major ones. That what I like to do with just things in general is, you know, there might be like 50 incredible different things that you can do to improve something. But a lot of times, not a lot of times, rather, the, the more correct way to put it is really just in general, it's ineffective to look at 50 things and think I could do all this to change this particular topic or whatever it is. The reality is you have to really break whatever that is, that thing is that you're working on down to its essence and find the really major, the really, the real core principles that you can extract from that and that you can really get down on that. You can really, uh, that you can really tackle. And so when we're talking about improving the quality of your sleep, to me, there's really four major overarching uh, uh, sort of categories or sort of major tips. Uh, and there's different things you can do within each of these different tips uh, that are included. So number one, no blue light two hours before bed. So those of you that are unfamiliar with the term blue light, Blue light essentially just means the light that is emitted from a screen, TV screen, computer screen, laptop, smartphone, uh, tablet, anything like that, that is blue light. So it's not that you're sitting in your living room reading a book and you have the light over you. That's different. Blue light is simply the light emitted from a screen. So this essentially means that electronics that electronics are turned off two hours before bed. I know a lot of people who find this really difficult and they find it easier to do right as they start their nightly routine, which for a lot of people might be like somewhere around an hour or so before bed. And that's great. That's definitely a whole lot better than nothing. If before you were, you know, checking your phone all the way up until the time you went to bed, that will definitely help a lot. Uh, But really try to stretch to make it no blue light two hours before bed. Of course, our lives are more complicated than some sort of, you know, across the board rule like this. Sometimes that won't be possible. Sometimes you'll get important phone calls or something. You'll be stuck on the phone for a half hour right before bed or something. Somebody calls, a relative calls you or something. But in a general sense, just shoot for this. This is just something to shoot for, okay? Number two, allow the mind to calm or slash step away from the day. So to me, a huge part of a nightly routine, and I'm actually going to cover really essentially two different, two, two of the different steps, uh, are us doing that in different ways. Uh, but I believe this is really a huge part of an effective nightly routine is just finding a way to step away from the day, finding a way to calm the mind, because you're, you're going about your everyday life and you, you have, uh, 
your certain basic responsibilities and then you go to work uh, or you take care of the kids or whatever it is that you do on a day-to-day basis, you have your certain structured responsibilities and different things happen, certain events, certain things come up that you have to take care of. There are certain things coming up that you have to take care of. And so you have all these different things just rolling around in your head all day long. And so what happens is you lay your head down at night to go to sleep and those things don't disappear. Those things are still in your head, just cycling, just, just, just repeating themselves. It's just like, uh, I talked about in a previous episode, like, like a record. It's just playing itself on repeat over and over and over. And that's what we do during the day. That's what our mindfulness, our daily mindfulness practice allows us to begin to, to work on. We can notice that, that record looping in our minds. We can recognize it. And simply by acknowledging it, we begin to start to really calm the mind and dissipate some of that, some of that repeat uh, that goes on in our minds. And we begin to start to quiet, quiet the minds, quiet the mind. And so when we're talking about right before, right before bed, really, uh, being stepping away from the day, we're talking about just making an effort to take whatever is in our heads and to just, just either calm it, either bring it down a couple notches or to just try to empty it just for a little while. Just try to step almost as if you're stepping into a different world. You're stepping into a whole different situation. You know, depending on what we do during the day, if something's bothering us, we can go and we can step into somewhere. Like let's say the the stress is at home. We walk into work and we can immediately forget about what's going on at home or vice versa at work and we step into home and we can just because of the entire environment we can forget about what's going on at work about the stresses and the anxieties at least for a time and so it's that same sort of thing we're going to sort of attempt to create an environment with this nightly routine this nightly routine is going to be more than just a routine or a set of rituals it's actually going to be a whole sort of world that we step into for that moment where we really nourish ourselves uh in in all in all around sense so closely tied to that Uh, Number three, be mindful of what runs through your head, through your mind, just before bed. So what is is keeping you up? I sort of put as as a sub point to this. So this is closely tied with, with a daily mindfulness practice. But this is really important because on a continual basis, you're going to notice certain things cropping up. And so it's more than just calming your mind right now in this in this uh, uh, immediate sense. But there are certain things that will continue to crop up every night before we go to bed. And if we can identify that these things arise continuously before we lay our heads down, then we can begin to work on them individually. You know, we can begin to practice, for instance, acceptance of you know the the reoccurring money issues or the reoccurring uh, issues of you know if, if we have a a, uh, a relative who has ailing health and every time we lay our head down at night we just reflect on that and it sort of it 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 brings a certain higher level of activity to our minds and all of a sudden we notice just every night we have a hard time sleeping. Well, it's our mindfulness practice that allows us to notice what's going on in our mind so that we can 
acknowledge it, identify it, and work through it. So that's very important to really, when I'm talking about this point, I'm talking a lot about improving the quality of our sleep, but this also has everything to do with just our peace of mind. And number four, make your nightly routine simple and natural. This is so, so important. We're not trying to make this crazy, elaborate nightly routine with a bunch of different stuff. And when you do that, it just makes it to where you just, you lose all motivation after a while. Within a very short period of time, you lose motivation and you just think in your head every time you go to sleep like, oh God, I don't want to do these 10 things just before these five things that, that, that are also, when I say natural, I mean things that just sort of fit with, with bedtime, fit with, you know, gearing down for the day. If it's a couple different things that are really outside of, of the realm of what you usually do, then it just, it makes it to where it's so easy to stick with. You fall off so easily. And it's just for that reason, it's just an ineffective uh, nightly routine, uh, ineffective nightly ritual. So absolutely super important. It's not only simple, but it's natural. It's just a couple of things that fit well with bedtime that, uh, preferably when I say natural, that fit with what you already do at night. So, uh, with that being said, with having established the important tips and the rule, the, the, the major benefits of why nightly routine and nightly ritual are important, I'm going to cover now what I consider the five steps, the five major steps to a really, really, really effective nightly routine, a really effective nightly ritual. Now, uh, as I just mentioned, simple and natural is super important. So you'll notice, and I'll, I'll make sure to mention this again as we're done with all five steps, but you'll notice as I go through the steps, none of these are really outlandish. None of these really ask for you to do something really crazy. They all closely tie with what you're already doing for bed, a lot of times it's about just doing something as you're already doing what you already would be doing as you get ready for bed, which will make more sense in a little bit. Uh, but so simple and natural. Okay. Those, that's like the two overarching themes of this. So when you see at the end, these five steps, really in reality, you could do every one of these, these five steps together within a matter of, I mean, you could do them in 15, 20 minutes if you really wanted to, uh, more effectively though, I'd say most of you would probably like to take a good 30, 45 minutes for a solid nightly routine. And some of you might even prefer, uh, prefer more. Uh, but I think somewhere around 45 minutes to an hour for a really solid morning or nightly routine, uh, is, is a good, a good number. And, uh, you're not just getting, keep in mind, I'm not saying get ready for bed for an hour. You'll see it within here that just like I said, you're emphasizing or you're, you're supporting your mindfulness and meditation practice. So we're doing things within here that really support your overall peace of mind, your overall state, your overall environment of peace and happiness as a whole. So again, you're not just getting ready for bed. So there's some really beneficial activities here that help your entire life, not just you improving the quality of your sleep, not just you calming the mind so that you can actually get to sleep. Okay, not just that. So let's move on to, uh, or let's get to step number one. Step number one is all about arriving. So I want to take you through this as if you're going through getting ready for bed 
right now. So at this point, I want you to imagine that you could actually take this and you could listen to it from the moment that you step in front of your bedroom door. Okay, so we are standing right in front of your bedroom door right now. Okay, and the first thing that we're going to do, the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to arrive. We're not going to walk through the door of our bedroom without becoming fully present to our mind and our body, to our feet, the feeling of the weight of our body on our on the, the balls of our feet on the floor, being fully aware that we are here now about to walk into our bedroom, get ready for bed, and go to sleep. So become fully aware of your body right now as it is, as you're standing in front of your bedroom door, and as you whether the door is open already or not, it doesn't make a difference. As you reach for that doorknob, or as you reach to place your hand on the door to open it, or as you go to lift that first foot, that, that foot, your, your foot to place that first step down, imagine or, or, or simply be present for you now arriving into your bedroom and leaving the rest of your day behind. Okay, so that's the general idea, is that you are arriving in your bedroom for your nightly routine, for your nightly ritual, for bedtime, for rest time, and you are leaving the rest of your day, really the rest of your life, is how I want you to imagine it. You're leaving the rest of your life behind. This is a very special space that you're stepping into right now. This is a time that you have not just this nightly ritual, not just this nightly routine, but also the time for sleep as well. When you put those two things together, this is a incredibly nourishing part of your day. This section of your day, including this nightly routine, along with your sleep, really contributes a huge portion uh, of your total uh, rest for the day, nourishment. For the day, really, if you do a, a solid, effective nightly routine, that's how it works out. And so, this is a very important moment in your day. This is a very long-term moment in your day. It's very important to treat this this time and this space with respect. Instead of walking into your bedroom with everything else from the day in your mind and just sort of like, all right, I need to see if I can get some sleep now and lay down and then wake up so I can, you know, deal with my my problems again. Step into this space, step into this time with the respect that it deserves, okay? Be fully present as you walk into your bedroom and you leave the rest of your life, the rest of that day behind. And if you want to take this further, imagine uh, the way that I like to describe it sometimes is like Santa's bag of toys, if you want to imagine taking a bag and just sort of tipping your head over and just letting all of the, the, for lack of a better word, the crap from the day pour out from your head and just drop into the bag and you closing that bag up, tying the bag and just letting it sit there right next to, right outside your bedroom door. So right before you walk in, you take that bag, 
you just let all of the stresses, the worries, the anxieties, everything just out, the problems and the challenges, you tie that bag up, you put that bag down, you tell yourself, I'm going to allow myself to pick that bag up tomorrow. I have to pick it back up sometime. But for now, this is my time to rest. This is my time to nourish my mind and body without these things getting in the way. So let that bag be and be fully present as you walk into your bedroom, as you walk in to your nightly routine. So that's step number one, arriving. So now you have arrived. You're in your bedroom and you're, bed- you're ready for your nightly routine and you're ready for, for sleep. You're ready for your rest. Step number two is power down. The power down or powering down. It is one to two simple activities that you do before bed. Now, this is one of the real three major uh, timely activities or or time-intensive activities that you do within these five steps. Two of them take very little time, one of those being the first step that we just did. Uh, This being one of the more, probably the most time-intensive step of out of all five steps. But even this, you could do within 10 minutes if you really wanted to. It's up to you. 10 to 45 minutes, I'd say, would be kind of the range to take for this this step. Uh, But that's ultimately up to you. So one to two activities before bed. Now, what are those activities? So obviously, no blue light, right? So we're not sitting on our phones. We're not sitting on our laptop computers and our, our desktops or watching TV. What we're doing is doing a tea meditation or reading a calming book, a book, you know, that takes us to a faraway land, you know, an interesting adventure or something like that. Taking time to journal. We can, we can journal about different things. You can journal, but you can journal about your day. You know, we, we did the practice of arriving. You can journal about your day as well. That's fine. Uh, you can journal about just whatever is on your mind at the moment. You can do a simple, there's a journal exercise they talk about in positive psychology where you just sort of list down like the, the five, five good things that happened to you for that day. Um, whatever it is, there's many different ways that you can journal. Uh, but that's definitely a highly effective, highly effective one. I took a journal down for about a, it was almost a full year. It was almost every day for a full year. And I just journaled really quickly about what happened for that day, just a general summary. And uh, I usually just focus on just the good things that, that happened for that day. And it was really awesome. It was it was a, a practice that I really loved uh, personally. So I definitely suggest that for anybody. Uh, also, reading an, reading an article. Um, if sleep isn't especially tough for you, if this isn't like some, some really difficult time for you where sleep is generally always fine, you don't really have a problem sleeping, um, then this could be a moment where I guess taking out, you know, your Kindle, your tablet or something and reading an article online isn't such a big deal. You know, if you take 10 to 15 minutes, 20 minutes or whatever to read an article, uh, and that's the only time that you have the blue light on in those last two hours before you go to bed, it's not such a big deal. Uh, but I would suggest if you could more so read something that's not online, uh, or you could even an article online. A lot of times I offer the PDF for my articles on my blog, for instance, or you could just, a lot of times it's just a print function. Uh, or if you just hit print when you're on a a particular page, uh, the article will come out relatively okay. 
Uh, sometimes it'll chop it off, but a lot of times it'll look okay. So uh, there's different ways to do this. Again, one to two activities. So I named off, I believe, four. Tea meditation, calming book, journal, read an article, preferably PDF, something not online. Uh, but there's different things that you can do. The general point is this is about powering down. Okay, so you've, less, you've left the stresses and the worries of the day outside. You've arrived. You, you're respecting this time, this time for you to rest, this time for you to nourish your mind and body. And now you're powering down. So obviously you've walked into this room, you've arrived, but your mind still has activity. But it's starting to power down. This activity of, of arriving, this, this step number one of arriving really helps a lot. But you still need to work to calm the mind more. Okay, so we're sort of on a, on a, on a, like a sliding scale downwards. We're sort of gradually calming the mind down and powering down is that next step. So again, one to two activities and somewhere between 10 and 45 minutes, depending on how long you want to do it. Obviously, you can read a book with that entire time. You could do tea meditation with some or most of that time. Journaling usually is pretty quick. Uh, reading an article really depends on, on the length. So, and again, you could add your own activity in there if you want to, as long as it allows you to power down for the day and also preferably not an activity that's just sort of a mindless activity, preferably not just sort of a mindless activity where you just sort of shut your mind off. That's not really what, at no point, uh, no matter what we're talking about in this podcast, will I ever really suggest that, that you just do something that shuts your mind off. So these are activities that you engage in a mindful tea meditation, reading a book, a lot of times without even knowing it, it just makes us become present. Reading the story just, it's, it, it captures, it captures us. It captures our, our, our attention. Uh, time to journal. That's another time where journal mindfully. Be aware of what it is that you're writing down, what you're feeling as, you're, as you write, write those words down. And the same thing as you read an article of what you're thinking as you're reading, be mindful of what arises in your mind as you're, as you're reading the words. So, yeah, try to, to do it to where it's not an activity that you do mindlessly. But there could be anything uh, outside of, of that, uh, preferably those types of activities. So we have arrived. We've now started to power down. We've been in our room for anywhere between 10 to 45 minutes. And at this point, we are mostly, we're likely mostly ready. To, to lie down for bed. And there's two more steps before we actually lie down for bed. And then the fifth step actually has to do with what we do when actually the last two steps actually have to do with what we lie down, what we do when we lie down for bed. So step number three, after we power down is now we're going to do a mindfulness activity in step number five, but and you might've done a mindfulness activity in step number two as well. If you did, for instance, a mindful uh, tea meditation, but I still like to structure a time for a formal sitting meditation. So step number three is meditate. Okay. So uh, this is really up to you, but I'd suggest starting with a short session, just maybe five to 15 minutes in length. Um, keep in mind at this point in the day, you're trying to power yourself down and falling asleep is already a problem that a lot of that, 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 essentially everybody goes through within meditation. So at this point, this effect is heightened. So the longer the session, the more likely you are to fall asleep. So I'd really, really suggest just a sort of short, short sort of 
uh, burst session, just five to 15 minutes uh, in length. So uh, here, what we're doing is we're emphasizing the practice of sitting meditation. So you may have started in the morning or the afternoon before. Uh, maybe you haven't started at all, and this will be the place that you start. Either way, this is a moment where you can emphasize your mindfulness and your meditation practice, which is highly beneficial. Uh, and actually taking time to practice sitting meditation, giving, given the fact that it is the most intensive and, uh, practice, Medita sitting meditation itself brings you into the deepest states, the deepest meditative states. So it's very important to, to make sure you keep that emphasis on your sitting meditation practice throughout your day. And this is an incredible opportunity to do that. Now, after a while, you can lengthen this session. Uh, I never meditated at night before. I started in the morning. Actually, I started shortly after I started. It was at night, but that only occurred for a couple of months. After that, uh, it was always in the morning. For years and years, it's in the morning, essentially strictly in the morning. And recently, I've started emphasizing doing it morning, afternoon, and night. So three times a day, and generally the, the afternoon session isn't uh, isn't too long. It generally ends up being only about maybe 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, but the the morning and, and the night session have now gotten relatively uh, longer than the afternoon session, uh, particularly the morning, but the night session as well. Uh, that one often can be as much as uh, 30, 45 minutes, depending on the day. And really, honestly, depending on whether or not I'm, I'm just falling asleep, if I'm really tired for that day, <laughs> I'll do what I can to stay awake. But if I just find myself knocking out consistently, then after a while of sitting, I'll just get up. Uh, so you can definitely extend this. You can definitely extend this session, but start out at just a couple of minutes, even if you're experienced. Uh, if you haven't meditated regularly at night, then just start off with a couple of minutes, see how it goes, and then just move on, uh, move on from there. So we've arrived We've done one or two activities to power down. Now we've essentially done this third activity also helps us power down as well. And it also helps us clear our mind further and go into, at least for a little while, a deeper meditative state and nurture, nourish our mindfulness and our meditation practice. So now this is the point where you're actually going to lay down for bed. So this is the point where I'd suggest, I would suggest not doing this beforehand. I'd suggest powering down and meditating before you do anything else. So if you need to brush your teeth or you take a shower, whatever it is that you do, I'd suggest that you do this at this point, okay, after your meditation session is done. So you emphasize powering down, meditating. And the reason for that is so you do your arriving exercise, okay? You arrive. Now, if you walk in and immediately after arriving, you go to take a shower or do something, your mind is not going to be in the state to where you can keep it calm and away from those sort of worries that, that are running through your mind, or at least uh, doing it to where you're mindful of them, right? Mindful of them arising in your mind. But if you take time to power down and then you take time to meditate, then, you know, whether or not those things stay out of your mind, even if, you know, you're taking a shower and those things still continue to crop up, they still continue to arise, you're going to be mindful of them. And that's the most important point. Uh, but then a lot of times you've powered your, down, powered your mind down so much to a point where the likelihood is, there, or there rather there's a much greater likelihood that you're going to be able to be fully present for the act of taking that shower. And you can actually really take a mindful shower or mindfully brush your teeth or whatever it is. 
So really important after meditating, do whatever it is you have to do. And uh, I'd suggest here, just like with these steps, just keep it simple. So we arrived, takes no more than a minute or less, really simple activity, power down, meditate. That's really the bulk of everything. That's really where, you know, you take a half hour, 45 minutes or whatever it is to do a couple of activities that allow you to bring your mind and body into the right state. Uh, and then you do whatever it is your short nightly routine before bed is. And so now we're ready for bed. Okay. So if you're listening to this, as you go about your nightly routine, you can pause it at this, at this point and then turn it back on right as you're going to sit down in your bed. Okay. So moving on to step number four, step number four and step number five, both are activities that we're going to do as we're going to lie down in bed. Step number four, go to sleep as if you were never to wake up. So this is the, one of the rules that the the Zen priest, the Zen master Soyen Shaku uh, set for himself and that he lived by until the day of his passing. And Soyen Shaku, when he said, go to sleep as if you were never to wake up, what we're talking about here, and it's, it's like the Shunryo Suzuki quote of fully burning yourself up. When you do an activity, you, you fully burn yourself up like a good bonfire. The idea is that you are fully in that activity. Every ounce of your being is in that activity of going to sleep. So what we're talking about here, the way I'm using it here, is you're not going to sleep, again, while thinking. About, this is sort of a mirror of the arriving activity. You're not going to sleep thinking about really anything. At this point, we're not even just talking about uh, any mental activity. We're, we're talking about all mental activity, not just the, the stresses and anxieties and the challenges of that day. But we're talking about really thinking about anything. So you're not at any point actively trying to push thoughts away or trying to ignore things that arise in your mind to try to act like it's quiet. The idea is simply to let be whatever is there and to just not focus on whatever it is that does arrive or arise rather. At this point, we've worked pretty hard on calming the mind and quieting the mind. Now, whatever continues to arise shouldn't have all that much power over you. Okay. So that's really important. And so you go to sit down. Imagine yourself sitting down in your bed right now. As you sit down in your bed and you turn to lie down, imagine yourself going to sleep literally as if you were never to wake up. Just imagine that even if it's just a moment that you imagine that. What would it be like if you knew you were going to, to, going to go to sleep as if you were to never wake up? Not so much as if you were going to, to, uh, to not literally wake up, but as if this was the last thing that you were going to do, that this is just, you do this fully, that there is nothing else in the world going on right now. There is nothing else to occupy your mind with right now. There's nothing else occurring. There's nothing else to worry about. There's nothing else going on, either good or bad, or either bad or good, rather. This is everything. Going to sleep right now is everything. Okay, so go to sleep as if you were never to wake up. Go to sleep as if this is the only thing that exists in the world. Okay, burn yourself up in this activity. Do this with all of your being.
So now you've lied down, you've arrived, you've powered yourself down, you go to sleep with all of your being, you go to lie down and just be with whatever it is that's in your mind at this moment and lie down fully with all of your being. Now is the process of you actually lying down and your body working its way to falling asleep. So step number five is uh, a mindfulness of body meditation. So I'm actually going to take you through this guided meditation. So again, if you are actually using this like you're going to bed, like you're getting ready for bed, then I'm going to guide you through this mindfulness of body meditation. And this is a meditation that's been used for a lot of things. Uh, People use it in uh, groups for chronic pain. And uh, I believe it's called uh, MBCP, Mindfulness-Based Chronic Pain. There's a program for it for uh, mindfulness-based for for chronic pain uh, treatment. And uh, I forgot who the woman was that that does the program, Uh, but they use this, they use different versions of it. Uh, It's really effective in a general sense. Some people like it even more than just sitting in meditation, uh, traditional sense. Uh, But for here, really what we're using it for is not just to further emphasize our mindfulness and our meditation practice. So this is a really awesome moment that we can practice. So we're lying down for bed anyway, Why not be mindful? Why not make it a nourishing meditation? We're already lying there. Why not do that? And not only that, but this, it just so happens that this mindfulness practice, this meditation practice helps us improve the quality of our sleep. It helps us fall asleep. So you're lying down. You've really powered yourself up, powered yourself up, powered yourself down quite a bit, uh, getting ready for bed. And so you lie down, Again, going with Soyan Shaku's uh, life rule of going to sleep as if you were never to wake up. And you're lying there, actually now in the process of, of working to fall asleep. So I want you to first become aware of the weight of your body on your bed. So feel the weight of your body and go just sort of scan up and down really quickly. Feel the entire weight of your body on different points. So just just so that you become present of your body in a general sense. And now we're going to go through in sequence. We're going to scan from top to bottom. And as we go from top to bottom, we're going to gradually start relaxing each individual part of the body. And before I start, keep in mind that, and in this case, as intended, that this meditation has the ability to make you fall asleep far much more so than a sitting meditation practice does, which for those who have practiced for some time, uh, know it, it has a great ability to, to, to make us fall asleep. Uh, so this practice is really incredible for helping you fall asleep and into a deeper sleep and uh, to do it in uh, in a more nourishing way with your mindfulness practice. So we're going to start with the top of your head. Now, this is a an odd place to start because we don't usually identify this as a place that we can feel. But I just want you to place your focus on the top of your head. 
what you'll notice after a while placing focus on it and it might not be this time you might have to do it through the practice a couple of times i notice but you actually can get the slightest bit of sensation on the top of your head you can get just enough to where you know that that focus you're placing on it is allowing you to become aware of the top of your head it's a neat little little sensation that happens so you're aware you're fully present and you're mindful of the, the top of your head. Now we begin to, to move down. Now move down. Now we're going to go into the face. This is a very important place that we should put some focus on. Because there's a lot of muscles in the face. And we pent up a lot of the stress and anxiety that we feel in the muscles of the face. There's muscles in the forehead. There's muscles in the cheeks. There's the muscles in between our eyebrows. And there's the muscles in and around our mouths. And if you become mindful simply of your face and your facial muscles, a lot of times you'll notice that there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension in your face. If you're stressed and you're anxious, a lot of times there is accompanying, accompanying uh, tension in your face that goes along with it. And likewise, if you can just become mindful of the muscles in your face, become mindful of your face in general, and just allow it to just relax. And take maybe just a little half smile. Imagine the smile of the Buddha any of the little Buddha statues you've ever seen. A little subtle smile. Imagine yourself taking that smile. Taking a little subtle smile like that uh, allows for you to relax the muscles in the face. And just that simple practice can already give you quite a bit of your body, quite a bit of, of relief. So, moving on from the face, move down to the neck, and just become mindful of the muscles in the neck. Sense any tension that exists in the neck, the back of the neck, the front of the neck. Sense any tension that maybe exists in the throat. Uh, there will be especially a lot of tension depending on what you do. If you talk a lot during the day, maybe you got into an argument, you were yelling. Just be present for that tension. And I want you to also imagine as we're going through your body to every once in a while just send a feeling, just, just that feeling in your mind, send that feeling of love and attention to that part of your body. So if you have tension in your throat and you had an argument that day uh, with your spouse or with somebody, just imagine yourself sending love and attention, sending your mindfulness, sending your loving, compassionate mindfulness to that area of your body. And just letting yourself sit on that for a moment. And as we continue to move down, we're then going to focus on the shoulders. And the shoulders are another place where a lot of tension can be held. If you have problem, a problem sensing any part of your body that we go through as we go uh, as we go down this meditation, feel free to just move it ever so slightly. 
just so you can bring your attention. You're moving the nerves around a little bit. It'll help you bring attention to that part of your body. Otherwise, do your best to stay still. So, now that you have attention in your shoulders, just imagine the, the weight that you carry. Just imagine the responsibilities uh, that you carry on your back as you go about your day. And just imagine those just falling off just for these moments that you're sleeping, that you're resting. Again, it's very reassuring to know that you're not just letting go of these problems, that you know that you can't. That's unrealistic to do. That's unrealistic to, to think. It's reassuring to know that you're just letting go of them temporarily, just for now so you can relax, and that you're allowing yourself to, to go back and pick them back up later on when you wake up. So just once again, allow for yourself to become mindful of any tension in your shoulders. Allow your shoulders to relax and drop down. Allow your body to sink in to the bed. And now move down first to your back. Your back is another big place where we carry a lot of tension. It's one of the biggest places. A lot of times there's you'll be able to feel more tension or more feeling in your lower back. But if you flex the upper back muscles, you can feel it as well. You can start with your upper back and then move to your lower back. Just feel the tension, become mindful of that's that part of your body. Become mindful of the feeling of the weight of your body on your back. Become mindful of any tension, of any pain that you feel in your body. Back pain is, is very common. And with regards to stress and anxiety, uh, a lot of tension gets built up in our backs. So if you just take a moment to imagine yourself just release all that tension in your mind and to let your back relax. And then move across up to your chest and your abdomen. Let your chest relax. Just at this point now that you're on your chest, take a few breaths and just feel your chest rise and sink. The abdomen expand and contract. And just be with the breath for for a few moments. So you're moving down to the abdomen. Feel any tension in the abdomen. Maybe take another breath or two. And then move down to the pelvic area. A lot of us do a lot more sitting in a day than we really should. A lot of us sit so much in a day to where it has begun to really affect our health. And most of us don't notice it, but uh, it's a pretty big factor that affects our health. And the, the entire area is a really important area as well, like the face and the back. It can be an area that, that can cause our body a lot of tension. So make sure to place enough focus on this area and just to really allow for your pelvic area to relax. And one little thing that you can do if you're having a hard time doing that is to just sort of rock your pelvic bone forward and back a little bit. 
sort of like as if you're sticking your butt out a little bit and then bringing it back in. So you're just sort of rocking the pelvic bone a little bit. And that allows you to sort of, sort of encourage the relaxation of that area of your body. You just do that a couple of times. Again, you're also bringing sensation to that area as well, so it's easier to become mindful of it. You're bringing sensation to it. Once again, you're sending that, that loving awareness, that loving mindfulness to that area of your body. You're identifying the various different aches and pains that you have throughout your body. And then you're just, you're just being home with your body. You're just being there. You're just being present for it. And then moving down to your upper legs, the same thing. Our legs carry a lot of weight throughout the day. They definitely do a lot of work each day for us. So you feel any tension in your upper legs. Just be mindful for that. And move down to your knees. Our knees carry the most tension. Our knees oftentimes wear down as we grow older because of how much tension they they hold, how much weight they hold. Our knees do a lot of work each day for us as well. Just be mindful of them. Let your legs relax. Move down to your lower legs. Feel your calf muscles. And now take a, take a few moments just to focus on your legs as a whole and allow them to just sink down into the bed. And then lastly, move on to your feet. And it can be difficult sometimes to feel your toes particularly. You can, you can move your toes a little bit to bring sensation to them. Feel your feet. Be mindful. Know that your feet carry you each day. They carry the weight of your body. So they're very important. And now take yourself very quickly. Go from the bottom to the top and from the top to the bottom. Just scan through very quickly and just be mindful be fully present for your entire body as a whole and let your entire body just relax with a few deep breaths, a few deep mindful breaths. And then go back to just being mindful of your breathing. Whatever state your breathing is at that point, it should be relatively deep. The breath should be relatively long. And if you're still awake at this point, just continue to be mindful of your breath. Just continue to meditate as you lie there and just let yourself fade. Just breathe. Be mindful of your breath. Again, whatever the quality of your breathing is, just be mindful. Just be fully present for, for your breath, for your body. And you let yourself just feel that relaxation fully. And at this point, you can continue to practice until the point in which you, you fall asleep. Uh, or you can just stop and turn around. If you feel like you're ready to fall asleep, you could, could just stop. You'll turn around, get comfortable, and uh, and go to sleep. Whatever, whatever you choose to do at this point, uh, a lot of times you're going to be so relaxed where if you haven't already fallen asleep at this point, uh, you're going to fall asleep soon either way. So it doesn't make much of a difference. So, Okay, so these are the five steps. 
And uh, this encompasses, again, a total all-around complete nightly routine, nightly ritual that fully nourishes and rests the body, the mind, and the body. So we arrived. We took the all the baggage from the day and from our lives. We left it outside of our room. We were fully present as we walked into this very special space, this very special time, and we treated it with respect, the respect that it deserves. And then we began the process of powering down. Maybe we did a tea meditation. Maybe we read a quick article. And then we sat down for a short meditation session. Maybe we sat down, we meditated for five minutes, and maybe we meditated for 10 minutes. We brought ourselves into a little slightly deeper state of, of meditation, meditative absorption. And then we got up, and maybe we took a quick shower, brushed our teeth mindfully, and then we lied down and we imagined ourselves being fully present for the act of lying down and forgot everything else. And then we started to become mindful of our body and just scanned our body from top to bottom. And we're fully present, fully mindful of our body as we went through the exercise and just relaxed individually each area, each area of our bodies. And uh, going through the meditation, I originally missed the, the arms, but you, you, you could go through the arms, of course, as you go through the meditation yourself, uh, relaxing your, your upper arms, lower arms, and, and your hands. So those that's the complete the complete nightly routine. As I mentioned, you could take as little as really, you know, I mean, you could do this within 20 to 30 minutes. If you want to do it very quickly, you know, power down for 10 minutes, do a five minute meditation. Arriving takes a minute. Going down to go to sleep as if you were never to wake up and imagining that being fully present as you lie down for sleep. That's really just an activity that you do for a moment. And then the mindfulness of body meditation, you're already lying down, you're already ready to fall asleep, and you're simply doing this activity to allow yourself to relax more fully. So really, this I mean, you could do this within 20 minutes, uh, not including whatever your nightly routine is, uh, if it's just brushing your teeth or taking a shower, whatever it is. Uh, you could do this for a longer period of time. If you want to meditate for 10-15 minutes, or if you want to power down for 30 minutes, that's completely up to you test out, see what works, see what you like, see what you don't like. The main idea is that you follow these five steps that really from start to finish make this entire process of, the, of this, this nightly routine, it makes it an all-around complete uh, complete uh, effort. It's to, You're creating this into this very special space. Again, we talked about respecting this, this time, respecting the space making sure that you you treat this space with the respect that it deserves because this is a huge portion of your rest and nourishment for the day because of course this includes your sleep for the rest of the night and what you do right before you go to sleep really affects the quality of your sleep so this is really big these five steps it's up to you uh, again test figure out what works best for you last little point that i'll put uh, at the end of this that I want to make sure to uh, emphasize is that I want you to make sure to prioritize this as sort of a, a daily and nightly practice. Even if it takes you 20 minutes, even if you do a really a slim down version of it and it takes you 20, 20 minutes or whatever it is, 30 minutes or whatever, I want to make sure that you, you know, you need to emphasize this, prioritize this as a, as a nightly routine 
and it will work. If you don't prioritize it, you treat it sort of loosely and you only do it sometimes, it's not going to be nearly as effective for you. So make sure you prioritize this time. You prioritize this space. Again, this very special space. Prioritization, treating it respect, focusing, all that stuff. It's the, it's the same. It's the same thing, just different words. Okay? Prioritize it. Treat it with respect. Be consistent about it and find what works for you. Okay, I hope you enjoyed uh, how to design a nightly routine that nourishes and rests the body and mind. Those are the five steps. Uh, again, as I mentioned, you can mess around and find what works best for you. Just make sure whatever it is, you follow those five steps and you stick to it consistently. So I hope this benefits you, whether you're just looking to uh, further emphasize or deepen your mindfulness in your meditation practice, or you're looking to rest your mind more, your mind is becoming a problem when you try to go to sleep, it's racing too much, or if you've had problems sleeping for some time. Whatever it is, I hope this can help you. Uh, these practices have definitely helped me. And again, they don't have to take that long. You can make this a real simple practice that just takes a couple of minutes each night. Powering down and meditating are the largest portion of that. And you could do those within 15 minutes. So keep it simple and natural. Follow this five steps and be consistent about it. And uh, I know you'll definitely see a lot of great results from this nightly routine, nightly ritual. So uh, before we uh, finish, I just wanted to thank everybody uh, for all the support with the podcast. This is episode four now, and um, we're going back and forth between the, the, the top positions on the new and noteworthy section of uh, Buddhist podcasts on iTunes, uh, as well as uh, pretty high on the spiritual category as well, which is pretty cool. So thank you guys for the support. I just wanted to let you guys know really quick that uh, I appreciate you uh, and I appreciate your support. And uh, I hope you guys are getting a lot of benefit from listening to this. Uh, if you want to listen more, if this is the first episode you listen to, uh, you can go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes. Um, you can also subscribe to email updates if you're on my blog, or you can go to my blog if you're on iTunes. There's a website link somewhere on the page. Uh, you can go to, to budaimonia.com also, too, if you want to type it into the browser. And uh, either way, you'll get updates with my new podcast episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, if you want to, to rate and review it, I'd be deeply grateful. And uh, either way, let me know what you think. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I will see you on next episode. Thank you. Peace.